Some viewers may find the following video disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Savaged Unfiltered. Uh, we're going to take a moment of silence because as of yesterday, one of the family members of Noah Chavez um, out of um, Indiana, Elwood, Indiana, um, the city of Elwood, he was uh, ambushed by a, 60, by a 63-year-old male last night uh, while responding to a domestic abuse uh, call. He was called out. The guy called the police department, and he they went out to the scene. Uh, he was took about three steps before the guy opened fire on him, and apparently the guy came to a testimony stating that he just wanted to kill a police officer. So the Noah Chavez was brutally ambushed last night, and we're just going to take a moment of silence for his family as they reached out to my podcast for a prayer. So I feel like this is respectable that we give a moment of silence for him and the city police of Elwood. So we're going to give about uh, five seconds of silence. So I'd like to say thank you for the silence. Uh, Michael, what do you think about what happened in Elwood, uh, Indiana? Well, you know, before we kick off with the main topic, here today uh you know i want to i want to reach out to uh that family i want to reach out to any possible fam uh friends or colleagues work colleagues and uh basically give you my sympathy and my thoughts as you're you know going through some hard times unfortunate times um you know size i you know this this is this is not a first unfortunately you know uh you know we've we've seen events like this you know unfold so you know, it, it's unfortunate that it happened, and yeah. uh, there's not much I could say about this. You know, I mean, like I said, you know, it, uh, you know, we see these type of things happen every single day in this country, and it's unfortunate that that we live in a country like that that has such a a high, you know, violence level. Yeah, and uh, you know, but but hold on, Sauce. You know, it, it could have been avoidable. You know, it could have yes. been avoidable, and you know, that's how we have to look at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, this here's the interesting thing that I want to know. Okay. First of all is, you know, why <clears throat> the guy called the police department not once, but three different times. Yeah. And, and according to the reports and stuff that's coming out and stuff, he, he had a couple, he had run paths with the police officers before and he despised them so much. And that, According to, uh, like, according to my sources, one of the deputies that reached out to me, he came a test. He came and said that he just wanted to, he just wanted to kill police officers. And even, uh, even when the police officers did show up and when they did a code uh, ten forty two, so for anyone that doesn't know what can, a code ten forty two means, it's a final send off uh, to a police officer. Uh, it's a final send off. It means that they are dismissed from their post and it means officers down. So when uh, that was dismissed last night, or when that was read out last night, um, the, the police officers went to his house and it was much more of a bigger presence. 
And then he still had the audacity to open fire on a whole bunch of police officers and then went to his truck and then brought the had them a police chase. And then three counties over, he finally crashed his truck, but tried to take his own life, but failed, failed to. Wow. So, you know, the sad part is, is that, I mean, it's yeah. just it broke my heart. And now uh, Noah Chavez, it was a 24 year old police officer, a Marine veteran and left a one month year old baby boy that just. Uh, had, see. Yeah. See, that's, you know, like, you know, life, you know, uh, life, life could be, you know, looked at so precious sauce. You know, I, yeah. I tell everybody, you know, like, you know, you never know, you know, what, what tomorrow brings you. You have to cherish uh, the current time of, of today first before you worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow could be, you know, you know, literally your last day on this earth. Yeah. And I mean, look what happened, you know, to this this gentleman, you know, he lost uh, he left behind uh, a one one month old baby and he and he, and he left, uh, you know, his wife, you know, behind. Yeah. yeah. Just think about how hard that is now for her to now raise this child by herself without, you know, without her partner, without her husband. You know, what I mean, it's I can yeah. imagine what I'm going through. So, uh, you know, I just and um, this just, you know, when I heard about this and the deputy, so. Uh, my my ministry is working alongside with the deputies and with the uh, police officers. So I just want to tell you for those listeners, um, you know, with the podcast, I not only do I do a podcast, but I also do ministry and outreach ministry. So that's why I want to say, like, you know, I am so blessed that we could be doing this as well. And, you know, we can co-host with and I co-host with Michael and stuff, yeah. you know, and I can be a little bit, you know, a lot of people think that I'm on your show and stuff. They, they think I'm a little bit like way out there and they think i just only focus on political stuff and jesus stuff but i do much more than that you know i'm reaching out yeah compassion and stuff and you know sauce was this was this gentleman was he part of your uh of of your ministry was he part of your community there your church community so he was actually one of my listeners uh he listens oh wow yeah yeah he was one of my listeners um and he reached out and i said hey if anybody you know what i always end i'm like hey i'm always open if anyone wants to reach out to me for a prayer and stuff and you know i'm willing to go and pray with you guys over the phone or if you want me to go visit and stuff you know we'll work something out where that can happen because yeah. you guys matter so what happened was that he found me actually on facebook and that's where he reached me out at oh well that's good i mean you know hey uh but you know it's still sad Sas, I, I I hope you don't mind, uh, but I gotta no, I gotta gonna, uh, the topic, so yeah gotta I gotta I gotta turn, yeah I gotta turn the topic here because the main topic today we're gonna be talking about is uh you know what is um, quiet quitters um, I seen that come out um, just earlier today uh, through uh, Liz Wheeler if anybody follows Liz Wheeler if you don't know who Liz Wheeler is uh, uh, she does a tremendous podcast. Uh, you know, uh, entitled the, uh, the Liz Wheeler show. And she basically came out earlier today and a little bit into yesterday on her show, uh, talking about quiet quitters. You know, what is a quiet quitter? Uh, we're going to get into that folks. Uh, but first I want to, I want to get some information here, uh, for my listeners of Florida. Yes. The listeners that tune into the show on Florida guys, we have a, um, a, uh, a 2022, uh, primary election coming up on Tuesday. That's oh, right. Yeah. 23rd is the uh, one of the primaries here uh, in the nearby counties of where I live, uh, just east of me, uh, county of Brevard County, Florida. The Republican uh, of Brevard uh, is holding their primary election. 
That's right, guys. I'm going to read off some of, uh, of, of the people that are running and, uh, you know, what they're, uh, they're running for in some of the seats. Now, we have uh, Wilton Simpson uh, that's uh, basically running for the seat for the Commissioner of Agriculture. Uh, we also have Chase Tremont uh, that's also going for the uh, state representative of District 30, uh, as well as uh, Christian, um, or excuse me, uh, Christopher Hadaway uh, that's also going for the county commissioner for District 4, uh, as well as David uh, W. Armstrong that will be uh, running for the school board member in District 1, um, as well as Megan Wright uh, that's going to be uh, going for the school board member in District 2. Um, as well as our last two, which will be uh, Gene Trent uh, for the school board member in District 5, um, as well as uh, Kate Campbell uh, for that same district. So we have like two, like a split there for that, that same district there of District 5. Got some great, uh, great people running uh, for the county that's just east of me in Bavard. Uh, that basically, that covers folks from basically Cape Canaveral, Florida, all the way down to South Bavard, which is uh, basically Palm Bay, Florida. Uh, tremendous, tremendous area. A lot of people come to calling it over the years, uh, the Space Coast of Florida, because there's a lot of history in Bavard. Uh, sure, it holds the uh, historic history from our uh, NASA program, from you know the the Apollo landings, and you know when the man first landed on the moon in the '60s. Uh, but yeah, this is this is a tremendous thing, Sauce. What's your thoughts on this, real quick, before uh, we go into the main topic for today? No, I think it's, I think I'd like to see new candidates running. Uh, I push, I am a huge advocate. Hey guys, if you're looking for a steak, I know it's hard to find steak, right? You know, a lot of restaurants that just overcooked, undercooked, just not to your taste buds, right? You want that juicy steak. Look no further than Omaha steak. I love them guys. Love them. If I didn't love them. Why wouldn't I be promoting them on the podcast today? Go over to Omaha Steaks, okay? They are phenomenal, guys. The juiciest steak you'll ever taste in your life, okay? A lot of people are like, well, how does it get delivered to your house? You know, with gnats and bugs going to get into it. it." No, no, no. It's not. You don't have to worry about all that. It is in a sealed perishable bag. Deliver it to your house. So you don't have to worry about the gnats and the bugs get into it. It's fresh from the time they ship it from their distribution center to the time it arrives at your house. The juiciest steak you'll ever have in your life, guys. Check them out today. Omaha Steaks. Love them. phenomenal. Unfiltered. And different, uh, yeah, different perspective on the school board. You know, and speaking of school board, have you considered running for the district that you live in for a school board? Uh, <laughs> Would you ever consider it? I, I, I haven't given some thoughts. Uh, maybe not a school board, but, you know, something else. I have thought about going into politics, you know, uh, maybe on a, on, a, uh, on, a, on a state Senate level. But, I mean, that's still in the talks. I, I haven't really made a decision. I've, I've thought about it several times. Uh, quite recently, but I, I have no idea yet, Sauce. It's it's that's that's a very very uh, tough decision to make. Yeah. You know. Well, hey, I definitely can tell you this though: if you ever do decide to run for office, you'll have my public endorsement. And that's oh, like, well, that means a lot. That. Yeah. 
huh? Yeah, that means a lot. That means a lot. I, 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 I know I would have a lot of support, you know, from, you know, my, my loyal listening base that, that tunes into the show. A lot of uh, recommendations, a lot of uh, even suggestions have came across, you know, with some of the listeners that tune into the show. But, guys, I just wanted to get into some of the uh, Republicans that are running for these uh, these seats here uh, for the diff- different districts. I know there's two of them that's catching eye. You have uh, Megan Wright that I mentioned that's running for the uh, school board uh, in District 1. Uh, she's catching a lot of attention uh, for District 1, as well as uh, Chase uh, Tremont uh, that's running for county commissioner. Uh, for uh, District 2, as well as uh, Wilton Smith, uh, Simpson. Now, Wilton Simpson, guys, if you don't know who he is, he uh, he has a lot of influence, uh, not only in Brevard County here in Florida, but he has a lot of uh, influence uh, in the entire state of Florida. And that would be Wilton Simpson that's running for uh, state representative for District 30 here in Florida. Um, he has a lot of great uh, endorsements coming through. I know uh, I don't know if it's true, but I've heard that he had an endorsement possibly coming from uh, the governor himself, uh, Ron DeSantis. So if he gets that endorsement, that's that's automatically a win uh, for Will. Yeah. So do you yeah. think? Okay. So speaking of this election, speaking speaking of Florida election, I was looking at polls in the Florida. It looks like you know from the point of it, it looks like uh, Ron DeSantis is down in the polls. Mark Rubio is down by 10 points. What is your thoughts on the polls that are coming out stating that it's going to be a blue wave uh, in Florida? A blue wave in Florida? Well, first, I don't know where you're getting that from, Sasa. You know, I'm not trying to say that in a mean way. Yeah, well, Fox is is turning liberal, and I hate to say the only thing that's really saving Fox right now is their their uh, uh, app-based content coming out off of Fox nation, you know, uh, Fox nation is saving that network basically right now with Tucker and, you know, the others, Laura Ingram and stuff and Hannity, but, uh, you know, um, a blue wave in Florida. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's happening. Uh, you know, basically Ron DeSantis is pretty much, uh, the, the leader of the Republican party in Florida. Uh, a lot of people look at, uh, basically Ron DeSantis is as securing, uh, the Republican uh, party in Florida. And basically it's going to be a red wave. You know, uh, you know, Florida has been red for the last 30 years, us, uh, and it's going to continue saying that way. You know, there's more and more uh, Hispanics that are in favor of the Republican party more than ever, especially in Fort Lauderdale, Miami. There's a strong threshold of Republican Hispanics uh, that vote Republican uh, every year. You know, yeah. just in that South Florida region. So blue wave, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, and, and here's the reason why I'm asking is because you have a lot more residents from New York and from California that are moving to Florida. And so they bring, of course, the radical yeah. agendas. That's why, that's why I'm like, okay, those polls can't be right. But on the other hand, I'm like, oh, wait, but they haven't changed. You know, they escaped one, con- they escaped one state to ruin another state. But yeah. yeah. So with this quitting, quiet quitting. Yeah, so, I was going to say, I want to yeah. spend the last uh, 10 minutes on this topic. You know, what, what's your thoughts, uh, Sas, with this, with this, uh, you know, with this stuff coming out of uh, the Liz Wheeler show, uh, which she mentioned about, you know, the quiet quitting? What's your thoughts on that? I don't know if you, if you even heard of that, you know, concept. Well, I think, I think I've, you know, first of all, more of my generation is doing that. More and more of my generation is doing that. And I find I it to be very, yeah. that's very, that's very disturbing. Uh, to hear, and that's very shocking. Um, the reason why it's very disturbing and shocking 
is because I can see why they're doing it quietly because they're trying to get into that unemployment and dabble into the unemployment and they're trying to get into like government welfare so that's going to be more taken care of it. It's very well evident if you look at uh, or, or also another thing is that their family is dying. You know, you have more and more people that maybe accepted the vaccine and that, you know, they their mom and dad died and so they left them a whole bunch of cash and wealth. So what does their mind think? Oh, okay, I'm going to be great for the rest of my life. So I'm just going to quit my job quietly and just right off in the sunset. But then that leaves a gaping hole in the employment sector. You yeah. Know? Now, what do you think? Do you think that's kind of skewy mind, or is that kind of a... Uh... less work. You're shocked. I know. Quiet quitting is the practice now favored by young people that entails putting in less effort at work and simply doing the bare minimum. This quiet quitting trend is backed by Gallup research that suggests in the first quarter of 2022, only 31% of Gen Z workers felt engaged at work. And though most rational folks would recognize this as problematic, some of these quiet quitters refer to it as working smarter, not harder. No, it's called being lazy AF, and it's what happens when parents allow their entitled little brat kids to grow up on TikTok and Instagram, believing it's cute and cool to be a mediocre human, so long as they can call it something that sounds important. You know, at some point, boomers, Gen Xers, and millennials are going to retire or die, and that's the workforce we're going to be left with. God save us. If these brats want to quietly quit something, well, let it be voted. Not on a stupid level, and not yeah. on a hard level. Easy level. They're doing it on a lazy level because, you know, they're, they're, they're coming in into these places, whether they're minimum wage jobs, such as like a, a McDonald's or a Burger King or whatever. And, you know, they're on their cell phones more than actually working. I, I could say, for instance, here, I was just at a McDonald's just a couple of days ago and I'm waiting in line. And, you know, the the woman at, at, at the counter was like, you know, sir, we do have, uh, you know, kiosks that you can order yourself. I said, yeah, I understand yeah. that, but I'd rather, I'd, rather, uh, I'd rather order the old-fashioned way. You know, I'm an old-fashioned guy. You know, back in my day, we didn't have that shit. You know, you order at the counter, and the woman takes your order, and then you wait a couple minutes, and your, your food and your order is done. But, you know, this is what they're turning to, Sauce. They're turning into these, these self-checkouts, these kiosks. And for what? For people to come into work so they can play on their phones? Like, is that the generation we've become? You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, and and how about this? Better yet, how about this? Okay. They are willing to hire. They're willing to switch over to kiosks when, for instance, our McDonald's in Westfield and stuff, or McDonald's in the city I live in, they said no to a veteran because they said, well, we already got enough employment. But they're like, and it's and also once they put the kiosks in, they let go half of the people. They let go five people. So at one kiosk, let's go three people. So how, how about that? So every time you see a kiosk, remember those the that kiosk just took three individuals' jobs away. You know, and it's hindering the employment of people that actually need the jobs. You know, I understand yep. if you're like for instance, as a veteran, I understand this, but a veteran has PTSD, and if they have like a some kind of a disability, that McDonald's might be the best job for them. Well, sure. if they just want to take uh, do customer service. That's fantastic. I, my family, or as a person individual, as a person in the military, I had to work with a veteran that was let go because of a kiosk and because of automatic automated work and thing. You know, you want to talk about how devastated he was. He, you know, he's like, well, that was my only 
source of income because, you know, I didn't expect to be let go. And he came back from Iraq. And the sad part is, is that because because his kiosk took his job, I call it the kiosk suicide. So the reason why I call it the kiosk suicide is because he pretty much lost his reason for going to like going outside his house every day. So he ended up wow. taking his, he ended up taking his life. That's the sad part of modern day kiosks and automated work things. You know, it's it's really sad. Yeah, it's really sad. You know, you you look at uh you know kiosks, these self checkouts. You know, we can talk about you know, uh you know the nation's largest uh, private employer, Walmart. You know, yeah. I, I was just at Walmart a couple couple days ago as well too, and you know they're putting more of these self checkouts in Walmart. You know, I, I looked at it. And I'm like, there's only like actually three regular old traditional checkouts in yeah. Walmart now. Like, they want us to to basically check out ourselves. Well, that's great and dandy, but you're gonna, you're gonna give me a paycheck for doing that? <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, and and well, and not only this, but Walmart is coming out with a new machine to stock its own shelves. You know, to have like a robot stack and so, like restock the shelves. Because they're having, yeah, yeah, and also Walmart at Madison's Walmart, they don't have a cleaning people. They don't have anybody cleaning anymore. I didn't, I didn't say that word. They have robots that clean the machines for you and stuff. Like they go to the bathrooms and they like do it. I mean, that's pretty sad when you think about. That's like more jobs. But what happens if, what happens if Walmart is purposely turning to automated? Uh, services so that they can't it really hinders our work environment so people have to depend on the government what do you think about that like that's why they're quoting so much uh what does that say for our country that's that's my thought on it like what, where, where are we going to go you know yeah exactly where are we going to go as as a nation you know are we going to become more uh reliable on uh on ai you know are we gonna is that is that going to be our nation is that is that the faith of our nation we're going to be more of an ai nation on on uh, artificial intelligence, like robots and stuff like that. I mean, that's my view on it. I hope not. You know, that's my whole thing because we can't be reliant. You know, I hate to say, it, but not everybody can be reliant on AI. Well, um, well, unless if you're the IRS, and then if you're the IRS, then you can you need and then we don't hire you at any moment. You know. Yeah. But it's just it's just really sad to think about because I just look at it. From a person that, from a ministry standpoint, we look at people that um, are either recovering addicts. Hey, Florida. Is your broadband where it's supposed to be? Is your internet as fast as it should be? Well, take the one-minute test. Head over to visitfasterflorida.org and find out today, guys. Tremendous broadband for a faster Florida for a faster time. Yeah, we start we we're starting to see that every single day. Yeah. Every single day. But uh, you know, it, it, it's sad. It really is. It, it really it's really, really sad. And you know, unfortunately, you know, that's that's what our country has become. You know, a a, a lazy, ungrateful uh you know, country. And I hate to say it, but it's going to get a lot worse before it gets uh, better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's going to get lazy, unpatriotic country. Oh, and, yeah. And By far. Gonna, well, and the whole thing is, what are we going to do during the time of war? Are we Are going to rely on uh, government? Yeah. 
Are we going to rely on Santa to make all the weapons? Are we going to rely on the IRS to take care of us? No. Uh, oh, hold that thought, Sauce. We actually have some breaking news here coming into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this just came out um, uh, just actually uh, a few moments ago. Um, Florida Today, uh, which is an association of uh, Fox, Fox 5 uh, Orlando, put this piece out that now is saying that former vice president, folks, and I, and I have to get this on the airwaves because uh, there's a lot of people that are not uh, uh, not uh, familiar with this with this information. Like I said, guys, breaking news here, breaking news on the show. Former vice president Mike Pence uh, just said this uh, just earlier today that he did not take any classified information when he left office. Pence says he didn't take classified material that's linking towards the Mar-a-Lago story. Breaking, breaking news, guys. Uh, you know, what's your thoughts on that, Sauce, as, as I'm reading this? I mean, it's literally coming out uh, as we were talking about this, uh, this uh, topic with the uh, quiet quitting. Do you think – I think he took some classified – I think he took some classified information. I think so. You, I you think, think so? Oh, I think – I 100% agree. And the only reason why he's saying that is so he has the back – so of course you're going to say, "Hey, I didn't take any classified information." You deceive the public yeah. once again. I've been a well, number one scrutinizing scrutinizer of Mike Pence, and I don't believe a single thing that comes out of his mouth. Well, you, you know, know you- this. You know, Fox Five Orlando uh, just put out a piece right now saying, uh, "You know, I have my TV screen guys on mute as I'm literally trying to, you know, read uh, the uh, the captions here of what they're saying." But a piece coming out of uh, uh, Delmon, uh, Iowa. You know, the former vice president, Mike Pence, saying that he didn't take the classified information when he left office. Now, this disclosure, guys, which would typically be unremarkable uh, for a former vice president, is now notable given that the FBI agents seized classified and top information uh, from his former bosses. You know, obviously, Florida State uh, just uh, back in August 8th, earlier this month. You know, while investigating the, uh, you know, the potential violations of, you know, three different federal laws, they're saying, you know, what President Trump uh, uh, supposedly violated, which I think is all bullshit, if you ask me. Now, you know, despite the uh, the inclusion of material marked as top secret, uh, Mike Pence and his team is saying that if 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 his team did take any classified information, it was done on an accidental purpose. How the hell is an accident? How can you do that on an accidental purpose? You can't do that on an accident. Oh, whoops, I accidentally robbed the bank. I didn't know. I didn't. Whoops. Right. Oh, whoops, I accidentally, uh, what did I do? Oh, yeah, whoops, I accidentally married uh, my mom. I didn't mean to do that. Whoopsies. Well, you know, this is coming from a reaction. Remember back in a January 6th event yeah. where, uh, you know, Pence, Pence basically said that he was target at the Capitol that day by angry rioters, including some who chanted, uh, hang Mike Pence, uh, which a lot of people are, are, are questioning that Trump had a lot of uh, influence and involvement over that, which I think is BS, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah. You're not, yep, I think it's complete farce. But now get this here. I want to close this out because this is breaking news, guys. I don't, uh, I don't mean to get into this. I wanted to get into the, uh, the quiet quitting, but you know, I think we all know where, where that's leading to it. A lazy, ungrateful generation of, 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 of this generation of children today. But, you know, Pence also, uh, Sauce is now saying that Pence also called on attorney general Merrick Garland to disclose more details 
on what led authorities to conduct the search. He wants to know. He wants to know why authorities led the search. Huh. Well, what's that saying about Pence? Maybe he dropped the intel on him. Maybe he snitched. You think he's the informant? I won't put a pass to it. You know how we came up with uh, one of Ivanka's husband? I'm thinking, what happens if it was Mike Pence after all? Uh, oof. I don't know if the nation can take that. <laughs> Boy, that's something. Nation... I'm going to leave your viewers to think about that. What happens? Yeah, we're, we're going we're to close it off like that. Um, guys, uh, for those who's just tuning in, uh, probably wondering why we're closing it out roughly around like 30 minutes here into the show. Guys, these are bonus episodes uh, titled Savage Brief. Uh, we try to get into the most trending topics, uh, the uh, latest breaking news coming into the headlines, and we try to deliver it. Uh, as fast as possible. Uh, joining us today uh, is the uh, co-host here sometimes on the show that comes in, uh, Soslin Timison from his show. Remember, God loves you, and I'll meet you at the Finish Line podcast, uh, which you can follow him on all major platforms. Sos, we got about uh, about 40 seconds left here. You want to close this out with anything? Oh, absolutely. So if you guys are, if you guys are interested, we're going to get some major development uh, in the weeks to come. I'm going to come out with my website called Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet at the finish line with the help of my host, uh, Michael Gardner. So he and I will be together, and I'm so excited and looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it too. Uh, guys, uh, before we close it out here, I want to remember, uh, remind the listeners here, uh, Sauce here, if you don't mind, I'd like to get some information and announcements out here. Uh, we have some uh, we have some amazing guests coming up. Uh, we have uh, joining us from Wales, United Kingdom. Uh, tomorrow will be uh, Amy Sinha. Uh, she is a uh, a digital voiceover artist. Uh, she has a lot of involvement with voiceovers uh, in her country of United Kingdom. She'll be joining us uh, from Wales uh, via recording on this broadcast tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have part two with Noah Healy. Now, Noah Healy uh, joined us uh, earlier this week, guys, um, and we had part one with him. We had a discussion about a pand- uh, excuse me, a pending patent system uh, that he's developing and still in early phases of that development, which uh, basically had a lot of conversations with former President Trump on that. Uh, so we're going to have a conversation with part two with Noah on the idea and just what's behind this pendant uh, system, which has a lot of involvement with our economy, and it has a, uh, a could be the next fix to some of the issues we're facing uh, in this country with the inflation, um, as well as an author and writer, um, Mr. David Edward, joining the show on Tuesday. And then we have a couple more guests uh, joining us, uh, which is in the pending stages. As soon as I get a confirmation from them, I will make an announcement. But, guys, we got some amazing guests joining us uh, on the show, some amazing, amazing guests. Sauce, I know you're going to be part of that panel on Wednesday with Noah. Uh, it's going to be a quite interesting uh, conversation we have with Mr. Healy. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. He's an interesting guy, a rather interesting guy, very uh, high intellect uh, type of in- individual. So oh, looking forward to having him. So, and then for, I have, so if you wouldn't mind, um, I also have some major guests coming up as well on my podcast this week on Monday, oh, okay. tomorrow morning. 
we're having Adam Stein, who works with Mike Lindell in the Truth, uh, the Moment of Truth uh, campaign, and he ran for Wisconsin State Assembly in the 63rd against Robin Voss and lost oh, wow. by only 20 votes. And only 20, huh? Yeah, and they think that there was a, that election was stolen. And then on Tuesday, we're having a major guest on us, Jonathan Wickman, at 1 p.m. Uh, he is a multimillionaire, a business entrepreneur. Uh, he will be also joining. He ran for lieutenant governor and for state of Wisconsin, and he's a very well-known individual, not only across America, but across Wisconsin, most of you guys know. So join mm-hmm. us, and we have very a major guests coming up as well this week. And also stay tuned for... Friday or for Saturday afternoon, as we're going to do a uh, combined uh, combination of in-person interview or in-person host with Michael Gardner in Orlando, Florida. It'd be rather, rather interesting uh, where Sauce is basically taking his show uh, to the Sunshine State or also known as the Freedom State. So, yes. yes. Uh, remember, God loves you, and I'll meet you at the Finish Line podcast. We'll be broadcasting next weekend, guys, in the Sunshine State here in Florida. So looking forward to having Sauce uh, live in person here uh, instead of, you know, via via broadcast on, on, on a recording platform. So that's going to be some good stuff, Sauce. Really good yes. stuff, man. And and um, and if you're going to the soccer game, don't be afraid to come up to Michael and I and to say a quick hello and a quick photo because we love to do that. That's right, guys. Uh, Soslin and I will be at Open uh, World Stadium next Sunday as uh, Orlando United Soccer Club uh, will be playing uh, New York uh, next Sunday evening at 7.30. I know there's some tickets still available Um Guys, this is the first. I normally don't uh, self-promote here for other uh, companies, but guys, uh, I'm going to do this free little plug in here for uh, Orlando United, uh, which is a tremendous soccer club, and we'll leave it at like that as I close it out. Uh, if you head over to Ticketmaster, guys, I know there's some tickets still available for that game uh, next Sunday at 7.30, so you're going to want to tune into that. Uh, like I said, they're playing in New York. It's going to be a really, really good game. Uh, I'm a big Orlando United soccer club fan. Uh, and let me just say, guys, if you haven't been over to Camp and World Stadium in downtown Orlando, get your ass over there because it's it, it, sauce. They that 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 stadium goes nuts. Uh, they put on like a tremendous, tremendous presence there in Camp and World Stadium. Really, really nice area too. So, uh, well, looking forward to uh, possibly seeing some fans and uh, some listeners if uh, if you're listening into the uh, you know Orlando area. Yeah. So all right. Well, remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line and have a blessed day. All right, buddy.